Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Coffee Talk. This is a podcast by Kostak in which I, Michał Pieszchała, drink coffee and talk with our friends from Kostak. Today, we don't have Łukasz with us, uh, but my guest is Abby. Hello, Abby. Can you say a few words about yourself? Yes. Hello. My name is Abby. Uh, the words about myself I have chosen are lightsaber, spinneret, resurgence. Uh, I think those are some pretty cool sounding words, and I think they introduced me very well. Besides that, I'm a dev. I like working with everything JavaScript related, even though I mostly work with TypeScript. I'm currently in the very, very wet Cape Town with uh, my girlfriend since it is winter and I'm trying to enjoy a slight holiday over here. Uh, and I really love Star Wars. Awesome. I'll, I would think that it's, uh, it's pretty warm in, uh, in South Africa, but it's not the thing all the time, right? Yeah, I think at this point, my friends have done very well in instructing me that this is Africa and rules don't really matter. It's just, it's chaos. So we just go with it. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, in this episode, I would like to um, go over a few interesting news and our experiences with AppJS conference. Uh, because as it turned out, we have few different perspectives with uh, with Abby uh, of attending the same conference. Uh, but let's start with uh, with news. So uh, I would like to share a um, uh, an article from the React Native uh, documentation about bundled Hermes. And uh, um, there's a caution on this page. Please note this page serves as a technical deep dive and it's targeted for users which are building extensions on top of Hermes of React Native. So it's perfect for us. Uh, and uh, we love deep dives into, into React Native. Uh, <laughs> I, can see, I can see your face. Uh, yeah, the, I, yeah, I would slot a terms and conditions apply there for me, because though I understand some of it, uh, other parts, I don't know. Eh? They, uh, they elude me. So oh, yeah, I understand some of these words. <laughs> Exactly that. Uh, so what is uh, Bundled Hermes? Um, uh, starting with React Native 69, uh, every version of React Native will be built alongside uh, to a Hermes version. Uh, and uh, they call this distribution model a bundled, bundled Hermes. And this is actually a, uh, um, um, a, a it was uh, like building Hermes and bundling it together with React Native. Um, it was a major blocker for the 69 release uh, and and the reason why it's happening for uh, such a long time and has, I think, fifth or sixth RC version already. Uh, but so uh, so why uh, what did, why did the core uh, team move to bundled Hermes? Um, yeah, historically we had uh, React Native and Hermes uh, released uh, um, separately and uh, and we had to read uh, basically which version of Hermes is uh, compatible with the version of React Native that we were using. And there were some misconceptions around it. Uh, it also happens that uh, Hermes and React Native um, 
are built with uh, are using JSI to uh, to power their their features, and uh, if they're using an ABI incompatible version, uh, it can result in uh, in crashes in build time and maybe in run runtime. I actually don't know about uh, it, it. It it will probably uh, crash in the in the build time uh, anyway. Um, so so what the team did is uh, is they incorporated the um, downloading and building specific version of Hermes uh, as a part of the React Native uh, release process. And this way, uh, when we install React Native 69 or later, we will always be able to use the Hermes version that is for sure compatible with uh, with our version of React Native. So I think it's, uh, uh, it's great uh, for the developer experience. Um, and, uh, and and regarding the, the the pain points that they have with the release uh, is that it turned out uh, with the new architecture uh, you're actually building some parts of React Native from the source and building Hermes takes a lot like like 20 30 40 minutes depending on the device so uh, so they were backporting the um, build time performance fix fixes into the um, 69 version, so so it doesn't degrade performance of regular users, and also doesn't affect the uh, new architecture too much. Um, yeah, I think that will be it uh, about it. Uh, Abby, I think you wanted to to mention the, the React Native paper uh, latest release. Oh yeah. Um... I've noticed here that we're running into version five of React Native Paper. Very, very cool. Uh, though what I can tell thus far is that it's not completely fully out uh, just there uh, yet, but it is going to be very, very soon. I'm excited to see uh, what React Native Paper v5 is going to offer everyone. Um, although talking about uh, what you just mentioned as well with uh, this bundled Hermes, I'm actually very surprised uh, at just how much of an impact that could make. Because while you were talking, you mentioned mm -hmm. about how, how long it could take to build Hermes. And my brain just went, oh, so that's what that was. <laughs> that yeah. was taking so long. Yeah. yeah. No, that caught me by, by and, surprise. And, and even even better, uh, <laughs> uh, while, um, while building the, uh, or, or trying to um, you know, bundle the, the Hermes version and put it inside NPM. It turned out that NPM has a uh, limit in, uh, in the package size. And I think the limit was around 10 megabytes as, uh, as they, uh, I mean, they, they can't, I mean, they won't tell you. Uh, once you uh, try to upload a, a big package, they will just, um, the, the, the NPM uh, CI will provide you with 401 or something like this, that, hey, package size is too big, and just deal with it. Uh, so, uh, so so I think they're, they're trying deal to... Deal with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually yeah. have had some, some bad experiences with NPM, um, uh, erroring on weird stuff. For example, I was rate, rate limited and couldn't publish uh, multiple packages in the monorepo at once. Uh, mm -hmm. But once I replaced my machine with uh, uh, M1 Mac, it just disappeared. So 
I don't know. Uh, it doesn't happen anymore, so I don't care. But uh, it was really hard to get some some variable um, uh, help from uh, from the um, npm creators. Although I tried, and they were pretty responsive. So if you ever have a problem with npm, uh, just reach reach out to to their help team, and uh, they will at least respond to you. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean one one thing about the. Uh, paper uh, is uh, they they release uh, their first release candidate, and yeah. uh, it's about implementing Material Material U, which is a version free of Material Design by Google. Um, so uh, uh, React Native Paper is is uh, maintained by uh, Luke Valchak. Uh, he will be uh, on our podcast um, in. In the upcoming weeks, I, I hope, and uh, and he will talk in details about uh, what's there. Mm, like and and another thing I would like to uh, share with you is uh, it's pretty fresh. Uh, I, I got the um, the the email about the release today, and it's about React eighteen point two. Um, so have you have you? had a chance to check what's inside? So I've, I've checked it, but it is, of course, extremely fresh. Uh, so basically, it's a lot of fixes, a lot of very nice stability fixes uh, on both the React DOM and the React DOM server side. Uh, but the one thing that really jumped out at me, uh, and I think probably jumped out at you too, is this fixed, ignored set state in Safari when adding an iframe. Oh, so yes. get this. This is how it works. Uh, so Dan Abramov over here mentions how microtasks are supposed to run on a clean stack. However, Safari flushes microtasks synchronously if you append an iframe to the page. This breaks expectations for libraries like React slash Preact and possibly others. And then further on, Jason Miller <laughs> added that the issue is narrowed down with microtasks are only flushed in the realm of the frame's owner document. Flush is not triggered for sandbox iframes. Flush is triggered for cross-origin frames, and flush is triggered for fr frames with SVG foreign object. So from okay. what I gather, it's really interesting how adding an iframe that has any sort of possibility of cross-origin or foreignness to it just makes the flush a thing. That kind of made me raise an eyebrow and scratch my head a bit. Um, but it's a good thing that the React team you know, picked up on it and worked around it, but uh, yeah, Safari is like the Wild West, I think. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, like, how how would, um, how, like, how would you actually pair the um, microtask flushing with iframes? Uh, <laughs> this is so unintuitive. So, uh, uh, <laughs> really, kudos to uh, Jason Miller. I think he uh, filed this this bug report. In uh, in January, um, on the on the WebKit backtracker, um, wow, uh, cool that uh, that folks are actually able to to work around such issue issues. But yeah, this is uh, this is well stuff. Um, <laughs> That's Sherlock Holmes level detective work. Well done to them. Um, yeah, um, uh, there's there's also another thing that I would like to to mention uh, just just briefly oh, 
and it's the React Native ES build. So it's it's uh, it's created by Joel uh, Ardvison. He's he's uh, or Oblader on uh, on GitHub. He's created a lot of quality libraries in uh, uh, in the open source community in the React Native uh, community. So thank you, Joel, for your uh, for your work. And now he he uh, seems to work in the bundler space, um, trying to integrate ES build with React Native and uh, having some some nice um, nice early success in in the code base that that he's uh, he's testing so he says that uh, bundling with ES build is 10 to 50 50 times faster uh, depending on the project and also it allows for tree shaking which Metro doesn't doesn't support really um, Allowing for uh, smaller, like up to twenty-one percent smaller apps, um, and uh, it's a drop-in replacement for Metro. And uh, one thing I've uh, I've read from uh, from Joel was uh, that uh, he had some issues with uh, with Hermes, which apparently doesn't support the block scope variables, uh, or more, I mean block scope uh, keywords, let and const. Uh, and uh, and it 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 uses um, Babel pre uh, plugin from Metro preset to compile it down to vars, uh, so it actually understand uh, uh, the variables in in JavaScript. But uh, uh, there is a like fundamental problem uh, with uh, with Hermes and uh, and block scope. Um, and, and block scope in general, uh, that it would actually touch every piece of uh, infrastructure that they're using uh, to to build the, uh, the Hermes as a as an engine. So it's a it's a hard problem to tackle, and I guess that's why uh, they're Perfect. they're quite reluctant to to fixing it um, because the like easy workaround is to um, is to Use Bubble and transpile it out. Uh, yeah, but interesting. Really uh, looking forward to to some um, some developments in in this area. And the last library I wanted to um, talk about, uh, or the announcement was uh, would be Reassure, which uh, I actually uh, presented on the uh, AppJS conference. And uh, this is a library that uh, we've uh, that we've created for. One of our clients, and it evolved into a uh, soon-to-be-open-sourced um, library. It's uh, uh, it aims to solve the regression testing of um, uh, React components and uh, mm -hmm. React Native. I think mean, in Re React Native in on the first place, uh, but it's uh, it should also be compatible with the um, with the web uh, version of of React. So. Coming to the uh, and yeah, like one last thing uh, before we jump into AppJS. Sure. <laughs> right. Okay. Is uh, yeah, I would like to uh, give a shout out to Sebastian Lorber uh, and his newsletter uh, this week in React. Uh, in in previous coffee talk, we were um, talking about sources where you can find community news, uh, and uh, we wanted to add his work to this list. Uh, but we also forgot to mention books, uh, so 
Oh well. Oh well. Uh, okay, AppJS. Uh, AppJS. What it is? It's a two-day conference. It happened last week in Krakow, city where where I live. And it's pretty dope. Um, it's it was also. Uh, it, it featured a one day workshops uh, with mm-hmm. uh, with few cool folks about uh, uh, animations and fabric and uh, some pretty cool and advanced stuff um, and uh, and from the first impressions I really really liked the venue it was a old railroad depot um, they installed the the big screen there. Um, like all the all the setup was uh, very professional. Um, it was it was a, a blast to to be there. Uh, great work, uh, Software Mansion for for organizing this conference and Expo as well because it's an um, Expo first conference. Um, but it touches me <laughs> as well. Uh, so so yeah. So as you as you might. Uh, Notice already, I was uh, I was there as a speaker, um, so so I get this this perspective of, of being there. Uh, but Abby, uh, I heard that you've watched the stream live for. I did, uh, yes. How was uh, it? Yeah, I mean the perspective from here, uh, I can definitely agree with you. It felt more like, and excuse the pun, an expo expo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, I don't think it's, I mean, it was still mind blowing for me because this is like post pandemic kind of event. Uh, and it's pretty crazy to see a bunch of people gathered again together talking uh, app stuff. I think the venue was really, really cool. Uh, it really reminded me of uh, like my days where I would watch pro esports tournaments and like they have huge million dollar production quality like levels uh, of presentation. And I felt that same energy here, if not even better. I thought it was just very professionally done. The talks were extremely insightful, extremely good. Um, And the way they handled the streams were actually very nice. They had great breaks. They had excellent uh, editing. It was just, yeah, all in all, well done. Kudos to the organizers. They did a super job. Yes. uh, uh, This is interesting because uh, um, when I was uh, there, I I would actually use the breaks to talk to people or have a coffee, eat something. And I only realized at the very end of the first day that there is a kind of studio between the talks um, where where they're uh, talking with uh, with folks like Charlie, Cheever or William, Candion. so, so I totally missed that, <laughs> but uh, it was something that you you, uh, you actually um, got to see um, as a uh, virtual attendee uh, in a conference because it was streamed, which is which is nice. Um, any any talk any talks that you like the most? Uh, and before we go there, uh, I think that uh, the the quality. Um, of the presentations was really on a on a high level. Uh, like most of the talks were uh, actually worth watching. Um, mm-hmm. And if you had to pick a few of your best, like what would you pick? Well, uh, I'd say the most efficient and effective way to do this, and the most fun is just rapid fire them. Uh, okay, first things first. 
keynote address by Charlie Cheever from Expo, touching EIS, ES update, ES metadata, and followed by Evan Bacon. Amazing presentation, super great, insightful. I love the story they're presenting of Expo. I loved it. Uh, Michal, your turn. Uh, yeah, I would also mention the uh, from the from the keynote, the part from uh, Tomek Zapeta. Uh, he introduced the sweet API. We made a lot of puns uh, out of this name, uh, it's, but it's, it's a pretty sweet name. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's a way to create synchronous native modules using Swift uh, and and Kotlin DSLs. It's kind of alternative to. Turbo modules and code gen, and I generally love the Apple-like quality of those announcements. Uh, it remind me a, um, uh, a a the the uh, WWDC uh, conference from a few days earlier, and uh, you could really tell that Expo is uh, Expo is is uh, trying. Or, or it seems like it. They're trying to be Apple of the React Native ecosystem. Really like the di direction um, they're going. Uh, and from the community uh, talks, I liked. I gotta say, I um, I enjoyed the animations. Should be fun by Catalina. Uh, uh, it was a nice overview of how to use reanimated latest features. Pretty comprehensive. Um, I like the uh, bringing the React Native to uh, bringing the new React Native architecture to open source community by Nicola Corti from from Meta. So this is kind of talk that everybody is anticipating because it's from Meta, right? So it's uh, right. creators of uh, React Native. I gotta say, I heard almost all about it a night before. Uh, but it's a perk of being a speaker and attending the speaker's dinner. So we, so we were talk a lot uh, about those those inside um, um, experiences and uh, uh, and stuff happening uh, while developing the uh, the framework. Um, and uh, if if I had to pick like one more, I would go with the, the V eight talk from Kudo. He uh, he presented how 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 he mm. hacked a version uh, of of it like right before Hermes, and uh, and and he's still playing with it in in his uh, uh, in his free time to uh, to and, and comparing um, its uh, runtime performance um, uh, relatively to Hermes or with JSC, uh, and and. Uh, uh, and he actually played with the headless mode. Uh, uh, I think it's called headless. Like uh, when you uh, when you run the V8 from a snapshot, so so you can actually uh, use the bytecode similar to um, to Hermes. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, That's pretty epic. Anything else from from you? I I think uh, no. You you've covered them. You've covered them quite well. Obviously, I loved. Pretty much all of them. Uh, I think they were well made, well presented, and yeah, those those really just stood out in my head. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, um, it. I mean, in general, um, it was a really refreshing experience uh, to attend a React Native oriented conference in person. I would definitely do it again. I met a lot of cool, crazy, interesting people um, just just by you know. Going around the tables, uh, 
talking about what they're doing, what I'm doing, um, and uh, just exchanging experiences. So uh, great to have it back. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think I think that that's it for uh, for today. We covered quite a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, it's probably getting um, getting longer than, um, than than other episodes that we try that that we make, and we try to keep them um, um, as short as possible. But uh, yeah, it, it it gets uh, it gets pretty easy to um, to extend the episodes. So uh, I'd like to thank you, thank you, Abby. Uh, uh, thanks for having you here and uh, I hope that you will come by uh, more often <laughs> hope you yeah, enjoy thank it. you uh, right back I, I loved it I would love to be back more often and drink some coffee or otherwise with you yeah thanks uh, and see ya see ya later